Hey guys, welcome back to another TechCast 429 podcast. I'm Nine. I'm Four. And I'm Two. And today we have a very special guest. We're bringing out new rounds of news to hit you guys right here. And once again, it's the beginning of October. So, you know, spooky month all over again. We're coming back with it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, spooky the holidays. Day. Spooky day is coming back. <laughs> but before we hit the news and I pour, I blast with a bunch of news stories right now. So remember to follow us on our various social media accounts. We have our website at the429podcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and check it out on all our podcast platforms are available on. We're now also now available on Amazon Podcasts, so check us out there. But we don't have that much time, so let's start hitting the news. And today, I want to hit with something that's near dear my heart. You know how I am? Smash news. Oh, Super wow. smash news. Now, this is very recently. We're now going to hit you guys off with a softball, but... uh. Minecraft Steve has been announced as the next DLC fighter from Super Smash Ultimate. Oh, man. That's big. This That's is very big. big. Now, I know you guys are thinking, I bet there's a lot of our audience member right now saying, Super Smash Brothers, this is that that Nintendo game? Yes. So it, it may not be pop, it may not, uh, you might not care if you're not a, a Nintendo fan or even a Smash fan, mm-hmm. but you got to also understand the gravity of this of this thing we're talking about uh this mascot of what is legit the most played game of all time right now being invited owned to owned by another company owned by another company microsoft in fact uh and it's being ported to what's basically now considered a celebration of video games super smash brothers so oh, man it, it, this is big news um the revealed tr- trailer dropped today um and it shows that steve alex enderman and zombie steve will be joining Smash as the new fighters of the Fighter Pass 2. That's so interesting, man. That's, That's actually really amazing. Cool. They're and they're very different from the other fighters that we've seen. They have a very weird technique. They actually implemented a lot of the building stuff that Minecraft is known for within the game. Oh and, man. And Sakurai, who's the leading, you know, programmer of the game, right? Uh he talked about how he had to reprogram all the stages to allow them to place blocks. <laughs> uh, for no. their, for their yeah so this was a big thing a lot of things he talked about and the reason why it's taken so long for such an iconic mascot like steve to be on smash is because he works so differently from any other video game character he's yeah. just a two he's basically a three-dimensional uh blocky figure who only builds stuff like there's no really it's hard to come up with fighting moves for this thing right so it's very strange and you know just thinking about it as a programmer uh it's super hard to implement this in a fighting game, right? Yeah. So that's what's been dreading him, but he finally did it. Uh, there's going to be more information. Is... It's crazy, right? It, it's big. This is huge because it's like it's really solidifying. I don't know if you guys have been watching on Twitter and stuff like that, right? But Nintendo and Microsoft have been having kind of a bromance on Twitter. They're right? very buddy-buddy now, and it's actually, uh, I love it. I love it. I they, love it. They've literally done a lot of different collaborations, and I think this is the latest one. I want to know from a business perspective, how is this really working out? Like, the Microsoft just went like, ah, yeah, go ahead, use Minecraft Steve. Or were they like, all right, so, here's the terms and conditions. Like, <laughs> So what I hear, right? Uh, I'm a big Smash fan, so I, I know a lot of the stuff and internal stuff. Uh, I, what usually happens, right, is that they legitly ask the company, right? Square Enix, Microsoft, mm-hmm. you know, whoever owns the IPs. And they literally say, can we use them? They basically like a license our, our, our agreement. Can we yeah. use them for this entry game? And they're usually like, fine. Depending on the publisher, the or the the brand, they usually say, "Sure, you can do whatever you want," and they uh, they give them like full access to like all the material and all the music and everything related to the franchise, right? 
Uh, but in some cases, it's very limited. For example, a big example is Cloud from Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. If you notice, it doesn't have that much music compared to other DLC characters because they were very stringent on the type of music and what he can do and stuff. Yeah. So a lot of times what they're stringent on is basically the music licensing and like certain like assets that they can use. But like in terms of how the, it, the characters implement it, that's totally up to, um, you know, the team completely. Yep. Wow, it's gonna be exciting though. It's, it's gonna cool. be exciting. I think he's gonna be an OP type of character. Not gonna lie, just because I if you had to adjust me, the map. I already right. had a buddy tell me he's 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 a Steve Mine. Legit, just told me right now. He's like, I'm a Steve Main. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's a whole legit thing. Like if you had to change all the maps, there's definitely gonna be some bugs and like uh, nine. We've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks. Talk about really this for all day. You can talk about this all day, but we got to keep moving on. Rapid yep. fire, right? Fair the enough. Next one. next one. It's a sad story. Sorry, but uh, your old buddy Aww, Farmville is no. in a big farm in the sky. So it's just been announced that uh, Farmville, a beloved game, I guess, back in 09, will finally close its doors for good at the end of this year, December 34th. Oh, man. So wow. the decision was made. Uh, not due to performance or popularity, but in fact due to the closing of Adobe Flash, which we all know is closing in. Ah, uh, that's the end of this year, no? Yes, exactly, which is tying directly to the end of this year's closing oh, wow. of Farmville. So they announced that due to the due to Facebook's, uh, you know, all, no longer supporting Flash, with everyone else agreeing with it, no longer supporting Flash, they have to make the decision to completely kill Farmville by the end of this year. Um, that's insane. But so what about Cityville? Flash- Cityville too? Hmm. All the yes. Vills, probably. All the Vills. Actually, all the Vills, yes. Most of the Vills. Farmville was just pretty much the, the pinnacle because it was, you know... The, it was the, the template. It was the template. It was the first one. It, it the peak to give you some... To give you some of my numbers, right, to see how big Farmville was back in the day, it surged to nearly 73 million monthly active users of 2009. Oh, wow. It was the most popular game on Facebook. To give you some more perspective on that, that was 20% of Facebook user base at that time. 20%. Oh, almost a quarter. Included. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go check on my crops one last time. Check on those crops, baby, because they're not gonna see them. Say goodbye to your piggies and your I chickens. I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I've loaded that game literally since 2009. <laughs> but it is. you know, and I think the bigger news here is that like, you know, Flash is ending end of this year, so you're gonna see a bunch of game websites, right, that we used to play as kids. You yeah, know, I don't know if you guys remember Candy Stand. Postopia, Addicting Games, 100%. Armor Games, Cool Math Games, uh, New Grounds, oh, New, new Grounds. These websites, unless they update their games, which you're talking about millions of games these guys have to update, right? You're talking they're, about they're, maybe they're 5%, maybe 2% of your lucky of these games being oh, updated. Man. Most of them are done, though, because a lot of these right. games are like made by like you know small developers, basically, that like started their time. They're start, they basically started their careers doing these games. They're not going to go back and make them. I don't know when was the last time people even updated like Candy Stand, Postopia, and like addicting games, right? Like it's been years, right? They've just been running automatically in the background, but that's it. Adobe Flash is killing those sites. And I'm pretty sure you're going to see tons of other sites all across the web on January 1st, 2021, right? Just be like gone. Watch a bunch of, just watch the the beginning of the next year be flooded with articles of like, this is broken, this is broken. Remember this? Broken. Gonna happen, I promise you. Anyway, sad news, but we must move on. Let, we must say goodbye to the to, and have it go to the big farm in the sky. But we must continue on. Next big story. 6G is here. No way. <laughs> well, kind of. So, but we're not even in 5G. <laughs> so North South Korea, right, has plans to carry out a 6G trial in 2026. 
So this is, you know, we still got time, right? What, what does that entail, though? So let me explain. Uh, essentially, what they're going to be doing is basically having sort of how 5G was doing two years ago, you know, running sort of like limited testing areas in the cities yeah. and stuff like that. The mm-hmm. South Korea will be proposing same similar trials, but for 6G in 2026. Um, essentially, their plans right now currently is to make it commercially available as soon as 2028 or 2030. They spend about $169 million for this oh proposal. So they're really trying to be the first ones. Like they're basically they're they're trying to be the first ones in the market even before everyone even got 5G. Uh, is there a company behind this or is it the government itself? So government essentially is just kind of proposing a bill and at giving funding. And I guess a variety of different tech companies are kind of le- leveraging their work and their technology. But there's no one big company doing this. They're essentially the South Korean government is just trying to leverage and accelerate the technology of the country. And and this is just one of the many ways they're trying to do it. This this is the big one essentially. Well, mm-hmm. uh, they basically the trial aims to achieve one uh, ter- terabytes per second. Wow. Uh, you're talking about five times faster than 5G, and they're trying to reduce latency to about one tenth of 5G current services. Oh wow! So you're talking about like. Modern Warfare 2 downloading on your system in like We're 0.1 talking seconds. About downloading a car in not even a millisecond. Those those are the figures we're talking about. They're, they're, but uh, I wanted to ask you guys, what do you what do you think? Do you think they're gonna are they moving too fast already? Do you think they're gonna achieve this in time or just another? Book? Oh, it's definitely gonna be delayed. I 100 percent see this being delayed, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go, go for ahead. it. Go ahead, Tim. Finish your thought. Yeah, like I definitely see this being delayed, like with all of the systems. You know, we thought we would have five G about five years ago, right? So it's like, I don't really see it taking off immediately quick by twenty twenty six, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. But I guess my main question is, do we need to even achieve? I guess I'm, I'm guess I'm asking this as a seeing this history happen in real life, right? Do we even need to achieve speeds that fast now? Like, I mean, it goes back I mean, to Moore's nice. law. It goes Absolutely. back to Moore's law. You know? <laughs> Absolutely, you need those speeds. <laughs> I mean, we talked about this in, in an earlier podcast, right? The not just not it's not all about flashy speeds, right? There are disadvantages with five G alone. We talked about mostly with the range five G has. Reliability. It's very short term. Reliability, the amount of equipment and cost to you just see, to keep it up. That's my that's my big issue, I think, with six G, right? Because like five G is already, I would say, stretching the band harder. limit. It's 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 harder. To perfect, right? Like you, yeah. need, like you said, you need more equipment, you need more redundancy. It's harder to keep re- reliable because I mean we've been over this, right? But like, even though you can fit more in the in like the data streams, but it's 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 way harder for you to actually receive that data, right? Like you know, it's harder to just receive and send on those signals because there's so much interference, and like a lot of those signals get blocked by things as simple as your hand or by a wall or whatever. So, you know, I, I see it as really iffy on how 6g could be perfected and you know based on the really small antenna range of a a 5g uh antenna i can only imagine how many antennas you would need to actually do 6g i mean it would be incredibly much and you're talking about whatever exponential cost that we talk about 5g at least at least triple that for this Right. What, but what bands would they even be running on because 5g exhausted like the bands that you could use right I don't yeah, know. Honestly. I don't know. This is very experimental. Like this is just—I don't think they actually even 
they might they might have done some research. That's probably how they got these speeds numbers, right? But in terms of actual limitation, I doubt they've moved very long with it. This is still very relatively new. You're talking about at earliest 10 years down the line. So mm-hmm. we'll see in 10 years if they really do achieve it. Um, we are celebrating in certain technolog- technological fields very rapidly, right? Just look at VR. Just look at, uh, you know, stuff like smartphones, right? Like 10 years ago, yep. we thought they were just, you know, we hit, they hit their strides. We, we did talk about this a little bit. Um, remember when we did the VR, the, our VR episode, I believe, two weeks ago or maybe last week or something like that? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I had brought up the fact that in order to do something like, remember I talked about full dive virtual reality where you actually yeah. can be in a game. The amount of data that would need to be transmit is absolutely absurd. Like, there's a lot of stuff that would need to happen. So, you know, terabyte download speeds might greatly kind of increase the, the speed of, we're looking for. Of, of, of when that can happen, right? Yeah. Uh, honestly, like, we, we might think this is very outlandish, you know, very insane. Like, basically, un, un, basically unachievable. But the same things have happened to the people in the past that said about our current speeds today. And look where we are now. So maybe it's not so un, so unfathomable to believe that we can reach it. Question is how long, and if it's if it's how fast it'll be commercially available. You know, that's the real question. Yep. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what you it. A lot of the community response to this was, "Would this give me COVID 2.0? <laughs> <laughs> will, will I get cancer faster now because 5G is not doing it for me?" Um. Just, you know, relative response. A lot of people kind of picking this as kind of like a little bit too soon. You know, let me let me get my 5G uh, tinfoil hat first and then we'll move to 60. Uh, but, you know, it's I, I do have to acknowledge that, you know, it's kind of great that, you know, a country like South Korea is already proposing towards looking very far into the future and, you know, accelerating, proposing, you know, a technological growth like that. Innovation is so. never a bad thing. Innovation is never a bad thing. It's only when you spend well, let's keep going. Let's keep going. million dollars and waste it. Yeah. Let's keep on. So next one, right? We're going back to the EU. The EU, you know, been making moves a lot, right? We heard about them kind of cracking down on privacy, making making moves in the big giant tech giants, uh, right? What they do now. They're back, and they're ready to slam on the, the oh, tech God. giants one more. And this time, they're slamming on their superior power platform. So now the EU wants to limit... How much apps Apple and Google pre-install in your phone, your phones? Okay. So we're talking about okay. we're talking about Apple Music. We're talking about photos. We're talking, you're about, talking about the App Store. You're talking about the Google Play Store. We're talking about any apps <laughs> that are pre-installed when you first launch that thing off, fresh oh, install. They want to limit it, and they're basically pushing this new uh, this new act called uh, Digital Service Act. Right. The main idea is essentially they want to limit these companies to how much they can use their existing power and platform to add favoritism to their own services. You know, pretty much the, if you think about it, the the uh, Apple plan since day one, right? Push their services on their hardwares, cause it, call, you know, give it some favoritism and then let that service grow over time. You know, that's been their kind of plan since day one and it's been working very well for them. That's how Apple Music has grown to where it is now. How you know the App Store has grown to where it is now, to where pretty much every service is now. iCloud, all that has grown because of their favoritism on their heart and their yeah, and their integration to hardware. So, you know, EU wants to limit this. They feel like it's basically giving unfair advantages to other devs and third-party developers, teams and stuff like that. Essentially, three points, two big points to hit on. 
Uh, they want to force these tech giants to share their data with rivals. Any data they collect through their hardware, medical, you know, statistics and stuff like that. They want it to be able to share it uh, through all developers, which is a big thing, right? And also limit how much of their own apps can be pre-installed on their device. Those are the two big things coming out from this. So what, what do you guys think? From a developer, what do you guys think? This I think if really... I'm Apple, I'm just making Apple Music part of the operating system. Boom, they go. It's not an app. Apple Music is part of the OS. I'm sorry. Can't get rid of it. My bad. Honestly, at this point, app, I think Apple has it the easiest out of all the companies because it already lets you delete every app on your phone, like App Store included, right? But like, you're going to have a no, lot. You, can, you can't delete the App Store. Yeah, you can. No, you can. I just tested it on my phone. There's no way. How would you download the App Store again? Yeah, so that's exactly what I googled right after I deleted it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you gotta go through set. Yeah, you gotta go through settings and do a bunch of crazy shit, right? But um, that's the point I was just about to make is that, yeah, you had that exact question. How would you re-download the App Store, right? Like, mm -hmm. there's gonna be a bunch of uh, what's it called? A bunch of people in Europe with tech problems, right? So honestly, the people who are gonna be benefiting the most. Best Buy and Apple Genius, right? They'll be, be they'll be benefiting the most, making commissions on all of these fixes, right? So it's gonna be OS. <laughs> I don't like yeah, it. It's it's gonna be great, and it's gonna be a really funny thing that's gonna go down there. But like, yep. Look, I understand, but I think this is even pushing regulation on phones and platforms way too far now, right? You don't like the apps that are on the device? Cool, just delete it. You have the ability to delete it. Why do we need to make it easy enough that when you get the phone, it's just blank, right? Why does Apple need to go out of the way and do that? If you don't like it, just delete it, right? Well, I, I, look, I think this is not even about that, making it easier, making it more approachable. I think it's about the, the favoritism, just having, having the, the device already pre-installed. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Right? I'll tell you one thing. Whatever ecosystem you're in, yeah. no matter what's the next phone you're going to get or whatever, no matter what's the next device you're going to get, you're going to stay 90% chance in that ecosystem. There's been studies done that prove that. If you're already in the Apple ecosystem, Apple knows there's a 75% chance you're going to go buy another Apple device just because it's already synced up across with all your other Apple devices. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Google, with Google Drive and their system. And same thing with Microsoft and Microsoft 365 and their subscription-based systems, right? So it's it's all just that at the end of the day. Um, so you're I don't saying, really see that being... You, you don't see different. this point of this this bill, essentially. I don't see the point. I mean, I see it for future generations where you give future generations the ability to buy an iPhone and then integrate it with like a Google Drive or something. But yeah. they're going to find out that Apple has like if you're buying an iPhone, Apple has superior products to Google on their iPhone just because of the iPhone compatibility. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Same thing. Same thing with Google and their devices. One of the biggest compatibility things is if you have an Apple credit card, how the hell are you going to use that without an Apple phone? Right. Like, yep. yeah, you have a physical card, but you get 3% cash back if you use it on your phone, right? So there's all these little tips and tricks and stuff like that that make it different. Plus, you also have to apply using your iOS device, which is interesting. What do you think, so, for? What do you, you know, think? I, uh, I, I kind of agree. I think that, you know, they're already pretty limited in terms of what they put on the phone, right? Because they don't want to yeah. fill up your phone with a whole bunch of spamware and stuff. So, like, I mean, I've never really been unhappy with the fact that, like, oh, Apple has the App Store, I have, I, I, you know, Apple Music, whatever, right? Like, I mean, how are you going to stop Apple from having Apple Music on it, right? Like, their whole brand started with iPods, which was literally just a music player. Like, it's, it's not like they just put Apple Music there because they want to have an edge on their competitors. Like, that has been their brand since they began making devices. Like, it's who they are. It's literally in the blood of Apple phones and, like, portable electronics. So... 
I mean, I can't see them just being like, oh, sorry, you know, because you're unfair to Spotify, you need to get rid of literally all of that history you have as a company. Like, that just doesn't make any sense. And even now, honestly, for Apple, it's still, like I said, for Apple, it's the easiest thing. Yeah, they don't have to put the phone, on, they don't have to put the app on the device. But if you guys have iOS 14, and which the new iPhones will have moving forward, mm-hmm. guess what? They have app library. So they're probably not even going to load the uh, icons anyway. Right, they'll just have it in your app library, and you can just pull it from there and put it on your home. Basically, screen. saying like business is business, it's just how it is. You know, it's not fair. Apple's to gonna have Apple and Google are both gonna have their ways of getting around it. I do, I see that 100. Oh, so I absolutely. think this bill is completely useless. Well, like I yeah. said, right? Because what are they gonna define an app as? If they just move the code, make it an operating system feature, bam, there you go. It's no longer an app now. Now it's in the operating system, so it's legal. Like, they well, can, not even not, that. They're like, not gonna be able to stop it. Not anymore. even that. If you specify by name, okay, you can't put Google Drive on it. Okay, what did they rename the app as Google Drive 2? That yeah. wasn't on the list. Like, yeah. like G Drive, right? Yeah, there's going to be loopholes. It's just going to be how it is, you know? And I, yeah. I don't, like, I agree with you guys. There's, there's just no... I don't think it goes I through. I do, yeah. not, I do not see this going through at all. Well, we'll see. Anyway, we're going to move to our first big story of the week, right? I call this big story as a group of two stories. Kind of, I'm calling it Google mimicking Apple, question mark. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, you kind of see why. First thing, right... You probably may have heard of it, or actually, with our experience, probably didn't heard of it. But uh, the Pixel Five was dropped quietly. Okay. Um, very so, quietly. Very quietly. So I'm the reason I said mimic Apple is because it's very similar to how they did the SE. Kind of like just was there, one day, pretty much. Showed up uh, at the store. It was there. Out of nowhere, Google dropped information about they had a, a live stream event uh, the other day, and they basically just dropped five new products. The biggest one being their new Pixel 5 phone, right? So, uh, you know, aside with the phone, they also revealed the new uh, Pixel 4a, 5G, right? This is just the 4a that we saw before earlier this year, but with 5G compatibility. Google Nest Audio and the new Chromecast with Google TV, right? Uh, Of this new Pixel 5 model, there will be no XL model this year, which is strange, very suspicious. Uh, It will cost about $700. And will come out on October 15th for the U.S. and U.K. market. Um, from what I hear, it's not really big up update in terms of specs, right? You have your standard like improved, you know, performances and you know, you know, uh, 90 hertz display, right? And you know, stuff like that, right? But in, in if you look deeper, right, it, realistically, you're not really seeing like a killer feature like you know usually new lineups have, right? The, the phone, while very good with their night mode features and stuff like that, it's still the same phone as the 4A. So you can still get the same phone set up with the yep. 4A. Um, stuff like, what's it called? Their, their, their new display hertz, 90 hertz. That's really nice, but you have phones that are 120 hertz, right? The iPad and the new Exxono phones also have that. So there's nothing like, like a killer feature, I would say, yeah. like a killer hardware feature here. Uh, I would say from what I hear from the community, right? Is that the biggest thing they have? It's just their overall look of the phone. It's just nice. It's just a nice looking phone. <laughs> uh, if you look at the phone, it, it's actually made of recycled aluminum, right? What? Yeah. So the weird thing about aluminum, if you guys don't know, you see a lot of phones right now. They usually are not. Their their back cases are usually not made of metal. You see a lot of phone cases made of like glass or plastic these days, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a reason behind that. It's mostly due to wireless charging and the capability of wireless charging. It kind of interferes when you have a metal backing. The way Google was able to get around this was they, they basically made like a small insert 
that like essentially that's not metal, like a small this like a small cover underneath the metal to allow the essentially the the coils to pass through. Right. Yeah. So it's not fully completely metal, mm-hmm. but the majority like thin casing is metal, recycled metal. Uh but you know, it is because of that and because of that, you know, engineering, you know, loophole and trickery. They do have a, a basically a nice looking phone, a, a metal phone that we haven't seen in a while that looks just nice. You know, it it has the standard stuff like notches and stuff, and you know, plays ball with a lot of designs now. But pretty much from what I hear, it just the phone looks nice. But in terms of actual hardware specs, not much different. What do you guys yeah, think? Yeah, we're probably the first people you're probably hearing about this Pixel Five from because this was one of the quietest releases I've ever seen from a tech company. Not one news report I saw on this. There was. Literally, if I didn't see this on, like, the normal tech blogs that I follow, which is, like, very, like, small, small, like, groups of people who look at it, yeah, I would I had, never have picked up this. I, I had never, to I never pick this up. I had to, I know this happened, right? So I was mm-hmm. looking for this article to find it, and it actually took me, like, a good 10 minutes to find an article talking about it in detail. That tells you, you know, right there and there, because that's a big thing for investors every time a new company drops, like, a product. Well, here's the thing, right? Like, if there's not a lot of stuff going on and it's not a big upgrade, I mean, like, maybe Google just didn't want to invest the resources because, like, they knew it wasn't going to be insane. Like, Well, I think the biggest thing here, well, I think the biggest thing here is that, and I don't know if for, uh, for you, and Nine, you mentioned this, right, was uh, it supports 5G. This is uh, Google's first 5G phone, yes. actually. Yes, this is their first 5G. And like I said earlier, they, they're not also re- re- uh, releasing their 4A 5G version with it, too. You know, so right. there's a cheaper option too for 5G here's, now. Here's a question I have though, right? Like, is anyone actually buying a phone based on the fact that it's going to support 5G? Like, not me. Not well, me. Well, we'll find <laughs> out. We'll find out at the end of this month when rumors have an Apple's events coming out. You know, I just, phone, I just, right? I just personally, for me, like, I'm not all that worried about 5G. I just don't. It's not at the top of my priority list. Like, I'm honestly pretty happy with the speeds I get on 4G. You know, I can stream high quality video. I'm not buffering. Like, I mean, the connection is great. Like I don't, I don't necessarily think I need 5G. Like everything I want to do on my phone, I can do, and it's not problematic. It's fine, right? So yeah, I don't, like I said, I'm not. I don't really care about 5G. I don't need the extra cost in my bill. Yeah, right? I agree. My my phone bill is already pretty heavy right now, and you know, with the whole COVID thing right now, I'm not using um, mobile network. I mean, yeah. like who is? Yeah. yeah, I'm not using data. I'm I'm purely on Wi-Fi. I think my I think I I literally found out two days ago. That I had my mobile, my cellular network turned off for the last two weeks, I didn't realize it, and it didn't affect me at all because I'm not outside anymore. Because why would I? So, I personally, you know, I don't really care about it. Even even if even if you know after COVID and you talk about maybe I'm I'm back in offices and whatnot, right? Yeah, I'm traveling on trains all the time. First off, I have no idea how 5G is going to react. Right? Is it as good as everyone's saying it's going to be? Is it going to be that reliable with? All of those people on 5G, when I know that there's limitations to how well 5G can function based on interference, like I'll be in train stops, I'll be in tunnels, like 4G can 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 manage pretty well. Like even if I'm on the train, is it perfect? No, it's not. I get cutouts, whatever. But I mean, if 4G cuts out like that and it has wider, uh, wider band frequency or uh, I'm sorry, better frequency that has a greater chance of getting through walls and whatnot, what is 5G going to do? Like, I don't think there's any chance of you getting signal in a train station on 5G. I mean, I, I really hope I'm wrong about that, but I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. Until I can get some feedback on how it works for other people, I personally, 
am not likely to buy a 5G phone. So the other side of this big story, right? Picks, uh, Google is reaffirming their stance on their billing policy, just like Apple was. So, <laughs> you know, we talked, Apple has been in scrutiny the last couple of weeks, you know, we've with their... We've been talking about the last, like, We've been talking about this, yes. We've been talking about this for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, their battle with Epic, their, their stinging back and forth combat and, you know, stands like, no, you back down, no, you back down. There was a whole coalition that was just made with Epic, Epic yeah. and Spotify. So Apple has been pretty much under attack about their strong sense, about 30%. That's fair. That's how it is. And Google has been in kind of the background, kind of been like looking at it like, ooh, that's, that, that, that looks like it hurts. Anyway, we're also doing it. Uh, Let's make some money. <laughs> like, so Google has announced in a blog post, right? They said that the developers are expected to pay their services fee from, uh, from a percentage of their purchases. Mm -hmm. So... Their exact quote was that less than 3% of developers with apps on the Play Store sold digital goods over the last 12 months. And out of this 3%, the vast majority, 97%, already use Google Play billing. So right, well, basically what they're saying is that even even the people who do use it, a majority do use their Google Play bill, but they're they're basically not going pretty stingy like Apple now. You got to use the Google Play bill. But the billing. big ones, yep. that's the key here, right? It may be a small percentage that's not using it. But in that small percentage, I looked into a little research, right? Yeah, yeah. All your big players. You got Epic. You got Netflix. You got every major corporation not using it, right? Because yeah. they set up their own billing back exactly. for it. So Google is, you know, recognizing the same kind of situation that Apple was in, right? And they're now taking the same Apple. So they're basically joining hands and being like, you know what, Apple? We believe in you too. We also think that should be 30, 30%. So there's, they announced that developers have until September 20th, of next year, 2021, to make the necessary updates and comply with their billing policy. So what do you guys that's think? A, that's a good chunk of time, honestly. That's also. a good chunk of time. What do you guys think of developers? You know, do you think this is fair, not fair? I think it's Absolutely fair. Absolutely not. <laughs> right? Oh, oh, wow. Whoa. Wow, we clashed there, actually. Maybe we got to do an episode on this. But Maybe I, think this, I think this is fair. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, Apple's already been doing this in the industry for a while and Google's really just copying what the industry standard is that Apple put out there. So I don't really see anything wrong with it. Like if they wanted to undercut Apple, they could have been like, all right, we'll do 20 percent. Right. But they literally yeah. stuck with Apple and said, no, we'll do 30 percent also. Right. Yeah. And so this is an interesting it's an interesting point. And I'm not really complaining. Right. Like they're taking 30 percent. But again, I'm, I'm not I'm also not the one with apps on the App Store with purchasable items right like yeah. and honestly i don't feel bad for like majority of these revenue generating apps because like you have your netflix of the world who's been raising prices anyway so i'm sure netflix already has this in his projections right spotify has projections now i know where four is gonna go with this right it's gonna hurt the small developer mm -hmm. taking a 30 taking a 30 percent cut from a small developer's thing is definitely a big shift. And I think what you'll see, right, is you're going to see a lot of small developers maybe boycott, maybe do whatever it may need to be. But I think eventually what you're going to have on these app stores, right, is going to be a graduated system where if your app is getting, like, this many uses and downloads, you pay, like, this X percentage versus this X percentage versus that X percentage, you know? We're, get we're, getting, into we're getting into the world of, like, data analytics when it comes to apps and everything, right? And so I think you're going to see that take Listen, off um, let me, pretty let me, soon. Let me tell you something. I'm almost positive that what we're going to end up seeing is a really robust web-based solution for mobile applications within the next five years. 
pretty doing it, with like Google yeah. Amp and everything. Okay, because I mean Microsoft is doing it pretty hard right now with their uh, exactly, you know, and, and Amazon's oh, yeah. doing it also with their with like everything that all of their gaming their, their, their yeah. arcade is going to be in the it's going to be on the web app now. We're yeah, going to we end up that. completely reverting back from this whole mobile app architecture, and everything's going to be back in a web app. Okay, and who does that hurt? That hurts us, okay, as consumers. It gives us less control over our applications, right? Think about what you can do in terms of security and permissions for Safari versus what you can do for security and permissions for your applications, right? You have way more robust security parameters and things that you can do and set up. And that's if you're using Safari. Apps have have better, um, what do you you call it? They they have better uh, support when they're natively run. Like, I'm almost positive that we're just going to end up seeing a whole shift back because the only way that these developers can get around a 30% cut, like that's huge. Like think about that. That is a huge number. 30%. It's a third. It's almost a third. It's, it literally is almost a third. And then plus you got to remember like they're taking that big cut and then those developers are paying tax on that as income also. Right. So, I mean, now you're talking about a majority of their sales getting taken from them more than half probably. And that's ridiculous in my mind. So I'm almost positive. You're going to end up seeing, a very robust web framework for free applications, and I, uh, we'll have to see what happens. But I think this will be a really good story to dive in for a debate. Um, you know, let us know if you want to hear this, but like we have a lot to talk about this on this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, and I just think, think about it, right? Like, imagine fifty percent of your income, poof, there it goes because Google and Apple take their cut, and you pay the government fifty like percent of it. Goodbye. That's it. We could talk like, that's about insane. this all day. <laughs> So we'll, we'll go back to this one. I think this is a really nice topic that I'm jumping to. And, you know, we'll see this slowly develop as time goes on because this is not over. Far from over. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I got one last big story. Collection of two more small stories, right? Mm-hmm. As a gamer, you've probably been hearing about the craze that's going going around. Right? Mm-hmm. Among Us has been doing phenomenal work and breaking records. And I'm oh, talking yeah. about big records. And, you know, when one... When one person succeeds, you might see another succeed. And today, the other successor was this uh, Discord. Of course so, it was. To give you some numbers, Among Us has shot up a full 650 100% yep. in hours since its debate over the summer uh, in, in terms of Twitch views. We're talking about almost a 1,000 percentage increase, right, out of nowhere. This game's been out since 2018, and out of suddenly it grew up. Yep. Right. And because of their success, it spawned success for Discord, who has now spiked with mobile app usage. Right. Discord said that they have been hitting a lifetime high of mobile app downloads every day Absolutely. since September 5th. Mm-hmm. We're talking about uh, about 800,000 installs a day. That's so nuts. Discord's been doing very well. And you can also even link Discord's popularity with the popular uh, Twitch, which, you know, you can link the two together. So it's been very helpful. It's been very good. So it's really nice to see, like, you know, huge popularity, huge stuff like that going on. And, you know, the other story I got to talk about Among Us, right, is that Among Us 2 has been canceled. But for good reason. For good reason, yes. For very good reason. Now, I I guys, you were thinking, but, you know, they're doing very well. They're crushing numbers. They're taking names. And they're going up in the world, right? A small indie company making names. Why don't they make in the second? Well, because they want to focus on this one that's actually doing very well. Mm-hmm. So great game. Like they already announced that pretty much all the content they've been working on for uh what's it called? Among Us Two will be uh ported rolled over in. the first one. Yep. Exactly. We rolled in. So they they said that essentially all the content we've been planning for for Among Us Two 
will be instead going to Among Us 1. Yep. Innersoft, the developer, said this. They said this probably was the most difficult choice because we had to go deep into the core of the gameplay and understand, uh, basically understand we have to rework several parts of the game. So we have from, a lot of things planned for it. we excited to bring new content to everyone. As from they what I read, they said that their, that their code base, uh, essentially, I think this is what they were going to say. Their code base was crap is really what I think they were trying to say. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, they were like, it's... oh, it's so old, outdated. We don't know what we're doing, like blah, blah, blah. And they said that the, almost the entire game needs to be pretty much re-engineered to make some of the changes they want. I think one of the big changes that they're starting to make was public server hosting, where yeah. instead of having to have you know actual people host your game, like you're hosting it on your network, someone else is hosting it, whatever, um, they, they'll they'll do kind of their own hosting publicly, which is really good for like DDoS prevention and just stability in general. But but anyway, this game I think is an amazing blast. It's a lot of yeah. fun and everything. It's very and if good. you guys are listening, and you guys are listening out there, you guys want to play with us? Hit us in the DMs, right? We've been we've been very active on among us lately so hit us in the dms we'll tell you the next time we're playing we'll give you the uh join code and come join and play with us right like yeah we love we'd love to beat you guys in a game well, of among us we're just saying, I, right? i'm a very bad liar so chum, come join us oh i'm a great liar so you know <laughs> you know among <laughs> us doing well and you know hopefully their success will spawn success for us who knows maybe but we'll see but that's been the week for tech cast it's been it was nine nine did it week. i saw him oh. vent no uh two did it yeah, yeah. probably me. <laughs> <laughs> like, but uh, no, but thank you for joining us. You know, don't forget to follow us on our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, on the 49podcast.com. Do you want to, you know, sign us out? Yeah, guys. So follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like Nine said, at the 49podcast. Uh, go to our website at the, the, ah, the 49podcast.com. You can listen to this recording as well as all of our previous recordings through there as well. Right. So just hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Whoever's most convenient for you will respond, right? Come mm-hmm. play a game of Among Us with us. But with that, this has been TechCast number nine, right? Uh, I think so. Ten? No, nope, maybe. Ten. Nine. It's ten. ten. I think it's nine. Ten. No, it's no, ten. ten. No, it's ten. It's ten. You're wrong. It's ten. It's ten. Uh, You're wrong, too. Wrong. Well, this has been TechCast. Yeah, I think I'm going to stop keeping count now. But this has been TechCast, right? And we'll see you guys this Next Monday. Next episode. Yep. Bye, guys. Later. Bye, guys. Take care.